The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. In Shul, we read Parshat Shemini, and I was looking at various interpretations. So one of the there's basically the Parsha deals with two things: the laws of kosher. Which I didn't think you want to hear about, um, especially Mark, and and. Um, the, the beginning of the project deals with a tragic story. It starts with the happy story, which is the inauguration of the tabernacle, um, which after all the building and, and discussing the tabernacle, finally the, the, uh, the, it's, uh, the actual inaugura inauguration takes place. Hence the name of the Pasha Shmini, which means eight. So it's an eight-day-long party. But unfortunately, right smack in the middle of the party, Aaron, who is the high priest, his two sons end up um, being tragically killed. And there's a lot of discussion exactly what happened. It was a, some, a fire came down from heaven and they died on the spot in within the tabernacle. So a very sad story. And we learned a lot of the laws of mourning from there. Actually, it says the party continued. God, uh, Moshe, God tells Moshe the party has to go on. So even Aaron, in his amazing humility, um, took part in this party, even though he's lost, he just lost two of his sons. So, um, amongst the discussion there, exactly, um, as to why Aaron's two sons died. Well, one of the things discussed, so, so you look in the verse, in the verses, there are many reasons discussed as to why the two sons passed away, but specifically, the Torah seems to imply that they actually, the reason why they died, immediately after the tragic story, Torah talks about that when, while one is intoxicated, service in the temple shouldn't be done. Meaning the priests, if they drank, if they became intoxicated prior to the service, they weren't allowed to partake of the service. Okay, so, um, so the, if you look in the verse, if you turn to the first page here, so it says, skipping the questions on top, it says, the Lord spoke to Aaron saying, this is immediately after Aaron's two sons um, were killed. It says, do not drink wine that will lead to intoxication. Neither knew your, knew you nor your sons with you, meaning all the priests, because as we know, all the Kohanim, all the priests came from Aaron. So it says, when you go into the tent of meeting, so that you shall not die. This is an eternal statute for your generations. So it's not saying you shouldn't never drink wine. It's not what it's saying. As a matter of fact, as we know, wine is a part of uh, Jewish ritual, um, a good part of Jewish ritual. It involves wine. You're supposed to make Kiddush every Friday night. So drinking intoxicating, we just finished the holiday of Purim, where you're, there's actually a mitzvah to get inebriated, um, according to some. So, so uh, many, many are very strict with this mitzvah, um, with this specific mitzvah, to make sure they do get inebriated. Um, but the point is here, the Torah is specifically saying, when it comes to prior to doing the service, you shall not um, drink the wine. And by the way, this is not only, this does apply even today, it says even if, you know, we don't have a temple, obviously, but we, it says, you're not allowed to pray when someone's inebriated, if someone's intoxicated, you're actually not allowed to pray. It's prohibited. As a matter of fact, so much so, the halakha says that if you pray while you're intoxicated, you have to do your prayers over. It doesn't count. Okay, you haven't fulfilled your obligation of prayer. Okay? Um, also, it says, by the way, there's another interesting thing. A rabbi says, can't rule, someone comes to me with a halakha question, if they're intoxicated, they drank more than, he says, a quarter of a cup of wine, they're not allowed to give a ruling. Okay, the ruling is not valid. Okay, so we're very careful um, when it comes to um, state of mind, especially when it comes to giving a ruling or a prayer when you're talking to God, 
um, you have to be very careful and not uh, make sure that you're not intoxicated. Now, I believe, I don't know exactly how you measure intoxication. Today we have alcohol levels, blood alcohol levels. Those days, of course, they didn't have the, that test, but there are various levels that talks about intoxication. Like I said, for a rabbi to rule, it says if he drinks more than a quarter of a cup of wine, a quarter of a lug of wine, whichever that measurement is, he can't rule or judge, cannot rule anymore. Um, there are other forms of, of, of intoxication where it talks about, which obviously a much greater level of intoxication. It says to the level of the intoxication of Lot. Lot, as we know, was the infamous story in the, in the Bible where he ended up um, sleeping with his own daughters. I mean, he was so intoxicated, they got him intoxicated. They thought it was the end, there was no one else existed in the world. There were no other males in the world, they thought, because Sodom was destroyed. So it says they got their father drunk. They wanted to make sure to continue the species. They wanted to get pregnant. So it says they intoxicated their father so much so that they were able to have relations with him. So that's obviously a much higher level of intoxication, um, which, uh, which sometimes in certain areas of Allah, it says you have to be intoxicated up to that level. Um, yes? I'm wondering if today, is it a little, isn't it the effect versus the amount now today? Like, didn't I oh, well, today it's, I it also that? goes by the by the you your blood to, alcohol level. So you have to be able to be able to like present yourself in front of the king or something. What did I read? Oh, that's in prayer. That's what we said before. If you're in, if you, when it comes to prayer, so, you I have mean, to be pretty drunk in not well, to be able to pray. What they're talking about back then is also alcohol levels are off the chart compared to us. Correct? Um, no, not necessarily. Like we're saying for that, but, um, for a rabbi not to rule or a judge not to rule, even if they drink a quarter of a cup, not a quarter a of a cup, a it's a log, a quarter of a log, whatever a log is, but what it's is not that? a lot. Okay. And okay. invalidates you from rule, from any rule, can rule. So it's the amount, not like the effect? Yeah, well, I guess different body weights obviously can have a different effect, but they, in general, Allah is in most legal systems. You can't start making, well, depending on the way, it goes by... You know, this is the rule. The rule is quarter of a cup, that's it. So it's for everyone across the board. Whether you weigh 400 pounds or 150 or 120 pounds. So, because we don't start differentiating the law. The law is the law across the board. So that's the way it works. So, so I found Rabbi, Rabbi Hirsch on his chumash explains this. Um, he says, uh, he goes, if you see quote number one, he says, the discussion here is not a full-fledged drunkenness. Again, like exactly like you're saying, Scott. Not about, it doesn't mean you have to be totally inebriated, intoxicated, but of reasonable grounds for suspecting the clouding of mental clarity. So what we're concerned here about, specifically when you're doing the service or when you're a rabbi, like I said, giving a ruling, it's about mental clarity. What is required for the practice of God's commandments, he says, is not hazy and excited emotion and imagination, but a clear mind and a sober intellect. Judaism is not about, it's not, a, it's, we're not, it's not about emotions. Obviously, emotions are, are going to be involved in religion, but we're not, it's not about people think, unfortunately, today many people think about Judaism is about, uh, it's about feeling good. It's a nice thing. It might be people feel good about religion, and many religions uh, are not, probably not only Judaism, you feel good about it, but that's not the goal. The goal is not to make you feel good, and this is a mistake people have. Many Jews have this mistake. They say, Rabbi, well, this, this uh, ritual doesn't talk to me, or this mitzvah doesn't talk to me, or I don't feel good when I do that. I only do the things that, I, that speak to me. That's wrong. Judaism is, like you're saying, it's not, about, it's not about emotions. It's not about your emotions. It's not trying to make you feel good. It's about, it's about sober, like you're saying, clear mind, sober intellect. It's an intellectual religion. Judaism is, and that's why we study Torah here. It's about intellect, and even it doesn't mean it has to speak to you. You have to work your mind to figure out what, you know, maybe the rationale behind it. 
or but it's not about making you feel good, it's not about emotions. And therefore he says that's what this mitzvah is about. When the Torah prohibits um, drinking or becoming intoxicated before service, it's because the rituals or any part of the religion is about a clear mind. And therefore, um, if you don't have a clear mind, you can't observe mitzvot. That's what we'll see is a big, that's the obviously segue into our topic today, which is about, um, I figured it's a good, it's a good place to talk about marijuana because uh, there's not many other places in the Torah where you're going to find references to it, although I did find another reference, as we see. But, um, but the point is, so the, the question is, how does this translate? Um, and there's a, obviously a big debate going on in American society today, in our societies across the country, as to um, should we legalize marijuana specifically for medical purposes or legalize it in general? Um, the, those that make that argument that we should legalize all marijuana and it will actually help, and obviously we live in a very conservative state. It's not happening anytime soon unless you're voting for Kinky Friedman, um, which I don't know if any of us are. He's the only one, as far as I know, who has that on his ticket, which is legalized marijuana. No one else uh, even is not even up for discussion, any of the other candidates. Um, although maybe some of the libertarians would say that we, should, we shouldn't... Uh, so, so as far as Texas, it's not so practical, um, unless, like I said, Kinky wins the election for governor. But, um, but, but the question is still, it's important to understand as Jews, first of all, for medical purposes, it is available. Shalom.